Welcome to Brewing Business, the podcast where we blend lifestyle, real estate, wellness, and the art of entrepreneurship into one rich blend of insights and motivation. Get ready to sip on awakening conversations with industry trailblazers and wellness experts as we explore the path to wellness, discover the secrets of real estate, and unlock that entrepreneurial spirit within you. Namaste. I'm Missy, a licensed real estate agent and lifestyle consultant, and I'm here to help you savor the full-bodied flavors of business success one episode at a time. So grab your favorite beverage, whether it's a cup of herbal tea, a glass of fine wine, or a strong cup of coffee, and let's dive into brewing business. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Brewing Business. I'm so excited to be here with you today and to introduce you to one of my very good friends, Ilsa. Ilsa, thank you so much for being here with me today, and I'm so excited for you to share with everyone what you're currently working on. So thank you, and let's dive in. Thank you, Missy. Uh, As Missy shared, my name's Ilsa Marie, and I own my own business called For Body, For Soul, Uh, This business started out as just a blog post where I would write online about my travel experiences and things along the way. And today has morphed into a space to host a women's yoga retreat. So uh, I am a certified yoga teacher. I've been teaching over 10 years, uh, Baptiste yoga and yin yoga. And uh, I'm very excited to kind of blend two of my most favorite things together, traveling and teaching yoga in um, the Turks and Caicos next year. So that's just a little bit about me. Ilsa and I actually met um, at a yoga yin class um, in Charleston at Etho. So for anyone that's in Charleston, go to yes. My favorite, favorite gym in the whole country. Yeah. So. <laughs> we all brag about it for those of us that don't live there anymore and no one understands. I feel like it's a place that they're like, oh, it's just another gym and it's not. It's way it more than not. a gym. <laughs> yeah, you won't find that over here in, in Oklahoma where I live. <laughs> yeah, here either. So you're also currently working full time. I know you started it on a side when you were in this role. How do they tie together if they do? Yeah. So uh, I'd say my day job is I work for a software company and I work remotely and I feel like they tie together really just in in lifestyle. So I remember like, say like four years or five years ago when I graduated from business school, I really, my end goal, like I just wanted to find a company that would have a great culture, that would have a great work-life balance. And I know that's like a really overused term, but for me, I knew that for many of the things I love to do in life, travel being one of them, yoga being another, et cetera, et cetera, like having a flexible work-life balance with the the job that I, you know, do during the day was like essential. So I'd say it, it took me a few years, but I landed in a company that truly does have a like wonderful work-life balance. So I am enabled to do ton, you know, other things that I love and and have the space to have my own business as well and and have the just time capacity even to get to, you know, spend time traveling or hosting a retreat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really, really important, especially for people working for someone else that can also still support them. Um, to be able to do what they want and it not 
not be looked at as a negative because I think that that's like one of the best work environments that you can have. You told me once too how you um, put together a, was it a flower bouquet event for your colleagues before COVID when you guys were in the office? Is yeah. that right? Yeah, yeah, we did. I actually did that too um, recently, say like a year ago. Uh, so we do work all remotely now, but uh, about a year ago, I have like a, a sizable group now in Florida. And so I went back to Florida um, and we like, I went to Trader Joe's and got all these flowers and we did kind of a build a bouquet event for like the local nursing home, which was really fun because we're usually just seeing each other on Zoom. So yeah. it was cool to just have, you know, a kind of, I, I don't know, I love building bouquets just as another side hobby. So it was just a fun thing to do with the group. And there's no really wrong way to like put together flowers. So even for right. like the guys in our group, like they, they couldn't really <laughs> fail, you know, <laughs> it was just a nice thing to do. Did you um, bring up the idea to your boss or were you, uh, you kind of offered to put it together? Yeah, yeah, I I kind of, and that's another thing I love just about where I work is if there's something like that I I or someone else wants to do, it's a pretty free space to just mm-hmm. to just do it. Like there, there's not like oh I need to ask to do this or that. So it was kind of just like hey, like this is we're meeting, we're all meeting for lunch here. We've agreed on that. Like why don't we just do this? And like you know I think. Uh, people are pretty open to ideas and especially like giving back. We're a smaller company. So that's not something like we're not like a large institution. So that's not something that we normally have opportunities to do. So um, yeah, I'd say it's just a, it's a neat space where you're just able to kind of put your ideas out there and go forward. And I, I I love to just kind of swing ideas and see who wants to kind of join in. Do you think, when you hosted those in the past, like the success from it kind of led you to realize that maybe you could host something for the subscribers that you already had following your blog. Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. I think um, I think just in terms of like hosting events or, you know, whether it's a retreat or get together, like that's just something I've been drawn to for a while. Like um, one of my first jobs after like college and was an internship for Yelp and that job was solely based on like community events so it was like the marketing side of things and really our only job was to pick a like local restaurant or a local like I don't know dog place or wherever and like just get people together to like discover that new business in town and so like I loved doing that that was such a fun like job after college so then you know, whether it's like a book club or flowers or whatever, like, I just think for me, that's like a huge part of like getting people together. Yeah. And um, yeah, I've, I've always, I don't know, it's just like that kind of community feeling. I love that. And, and just bringing people together for just a great cause. So I just think that's something I've kind of always been inclined to. And especially now, like, I work remote. So other than like my two dogs and you know, uh, my partner, like, I don't really get to have all that community aside from like my yoga studio. So I love when that chance is there when that space is there to do that again, because that's, that's something I feel like a lot of us have really missed, like, especially since COVID. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, So outside of 
those events that you've hosted um, with your work, what do you think led you to ultimately putting together this yoga retreat? I know it was on the back of your mind for a while. So was there anything in particular that led you to um, going all in? Yeah, so I think for me, it was really just a conversation that triggered like the ignition to actually do it. Um, I think for me, the just for context, the having hosting a yoga retreat was something I've always wanted to do. Like it's always sounded like a nice idea, something I love travel, I love yoga, et cetera. Like that's just something that has been on my mind for a long time. Um, but it's always felt like, oh, it's not the right time or it's not the right place or I'm not in the right stage of life or whatnot. And so I had a recent conversation with just a coworker over Zoom like this. And I was interested in hearing about how her yoga retreat she had gone on um, went. And she just shared with me she had a really negative experience. It just was advertised one way and then the group that went and like just how it ended up kind of the offering was it just wasn't at all like she had hoped um but she was she's a really positive person so she like made the most out of it but the things that were I guess wrong with it were just so like just so lack of trans it was really just lack of transparency and like following through from the person who hosted it and so um really honestly it was that conversation for me that just it was just like a light bulb like going off at the top of my head I was just like this is, you know, if the, if these people, like if this person like hosts this yoga retreat and like, you know, they're able to just host this like bad retreat, like, I don't know, I just felt angry for my friend too. And mm-hmm. so I was like, I know I can do this. Like, there's no reason I need to kind of keep holding back. I know how to like plan, like, I love planning travels. I love um, finding unique spots. And so for me, it was like, I just need to do the same thing. Like, plan the retreat that I would want than how I would want to be taken care of if I was going on this. And so I just really started from that bottom spot and kept building and kept building. Um, But that just conversation, I felt like triggered that ignition for me. That was ultimately something I've wanted to do for a while. I think you kind of nailed a big part about business in general, just with um, keeping things authentic. I feel like oftentimes it's really easy to start something to please other people or have everyone else in mind. And then you're stuck doing this thing that you don't really even like to do anyways, you know? And I feel like when you have the authenticity of, like you said, hosting a retreat that you would want to go to, when people come and enjoy it, they're going to have a lot more interest in what you do next, knowing that this is something that represents you and it wasn't put on as a show you know it's something that you're passionate about and is what you would want to experience if you were to be the one um attending which I think is really really important yeah no I think a hundred percent I mean today we were just talking earlier like there's so many different retreats out there which is great and I think we can all really like coexist together like there's no shortage of people there's no shortage of like trips people want to go on so I think it's truly about like yeah like you said being authentic and everyone you know is gonna there's gonna be people that gravitate towards different things so for me it was was just kind of staying true to to the aspects that would be really important for me in in a retreat and space to relax yeah totally so you're hosting a five-day retreat in Turks and Caicos 
called the unwind and you're going to have a private chef yoga classes daily what else are people going to be able to do on the trip yeah so um and just kind of backing out I don't I don't think I shared this but so the unwind stemmed from my monthly newsletter I send out once a month to just everyone who kind of subscribes to my blog and the unwind newsletter was just meant to be kind of a fun Friday read. Uh, I, I would highlight, you know, maybe a blog post, maybe some like mindfulness practices. It's supposed to be, I think I, I have a little saying, just like drinking a glass of wine, you know, waiting for, I don't know, some appetitivo and just like reading a little bit of a newsletter that kind of inspires you for the weekend and week ahead. Um, so it was really kind of that same inspiration, that same feeling that I wanted to create in the unwind retreat. Um, for me, one of the big things that I, I wanted to create was a space, um, a space for people to relax. And I recognize that looks different for everyone. But I think one of the biggest things is just creating space for people to have that time. And so this retreat isn't one where I'm filling it with like each day, you're going to have these five things you need to do. And then we're going to go here and there. Like, it's not like that at all. Um, there will be daily offerings for yoga class, um, yin class, sound bath, um, you know, meditative beach walk. So there'll be different offering kind of class types throughout each day we're there. But then I really am leaving the afternoons free so that people, you know, if they want to like the location we're at is is literally right on the water. So uh, we have paddle boards, kayaks, like snorkels at our villa. So if someone is like, you know what, I want to like go out there and paddleboard, like go on a little eco tour venture, like you can do that if you want to just hang by the pool or go take an afternoon nap, because for a lot of us, like that's not always possible, like that space is there for you too. And I think for me, that was one of the biggest aspects of of offering is like really in this retreat, less is more. So um, food is obviously a big thing. And you mentioned that that was, that's probably the, the second biggest thing everyone's paying for is having really, really good food out there. Um, for me, that's one of the biggest things when I travel is just, I want to feel energized. I want to feel good. Like I'm not, you know, the nicest when I'm hangry. So I wanted to make sure we weren't just having like catered this or that, like we were actually having really high quality meals prepared. Um, and I don't know, I always feel taken care of when I'm well fed. So, um, but yeah, ultimately the offering is just, um, you know, with, with those aspects that you mentioned is just giving people a space and, and the place, like the place is really, really beautiful. Like I said, yeah. to, to get to kind of find their own version of what relaxation means for them. Yeah. Tell us more about the chef that's going to be there. I know you went through a lot to kind of pick someone. Yeah. So for me, the chef was, you know, kind of two aspects. I obviously wanted to find someone that could make delicious food. Mm -hmm. um, I also wanted to find someone that uh, had had a great personality because that's really going to be the other person um, there with us in the villa each day. Yeah. And I think food is also an experience, just like if you go to a cool restaurant and like the chef or waiter, it makes your experience like that much nicer. Like, so yeah. that was also part of kind of my head hunting and finding um, his name is Chef Hermes Garcia, and he's actually Venezuelan. Um, he received French cooking training, um, but cooks a variety of all different kind of diet types. So um, I know a lot of the women on the retreat are, you know, vegetarian or vegan or, you know, 
into certain kind of different diets. And so for me, um, it was also, it's also exciting getting to work with him to kind of plan each, you know, meal in a way that's, that's really intentional and not just here's what it is. So um, I'm really excited to work with him. Uh, We, we spoke that of Spanglish together, we'd like speak in Spanish and then we go back to English and then we like flip flops, but he's a really, really like great, great person. And I'm super excited to, to come and cook for, for all of us. So yeah, for me, after I got off the phone with him, it kind of sealed the deal. I, I think food's one thing. And then the other thing is just, like I said, having great people around um, always makes the time that much better. Oh, for sure. So you have the chef now, you have the villa picked out. What else kind of went into the planning side for you? Did you feel like you spent a lot of time searching and planning or did things kind of fall together for you a little quicker? Yeah, so I've, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I've been able to visit Turks and Caicos um, three different times in the past. And so I have a really good sense of the island. That was something important for me as launching a retreat is, uh, especially for this one, I wanted to make sure it was somewhere that I've been somewhere that I like visually remember, like how to get from the airport to here and there so that, um, you know, everyone that comes can just have that peace of mind that like, you know, I know I'm, I'm familiar with the lay of the land as well. So um, I think that really helped me kind of uh, start to kind of gather different places and ideas together. Uh, one of the aspects of the retreat, kind of one of our final nights, we're going to have a, a dinner separate from the villa. It's um, on Grace Bay, which is really, really beautiful, kind of one of the main beaches. It's about like a five minute um, drive from our uh, villa. But anyhow, I have a just personal favorite restaurant there that's uh just right on the water and so those are kind of aspects of the retreat you know I have some little snorkeling spots that I I haven't shared but excited to kind of show people um during the day you know anyone wants to join me kind of for a dip in the water so I'm just excited for those kind of little elements of the the retreat that are like 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 I talked about earlier like the hidden gems of a place right so there's obviously uh you know, it's a g- gorgeous place, but I'm thankful to have been there a few times. So I am excited for the ladies that do come to kind of be like, okay, here, I'm going to take you to one of my favorite spots and we're going to, you know, here's this place and that. Uh, that's a lot of the excitement for me of traveling is bringing people I love and, and showing them, you know, my favorite spots too. Yeah, that's exciting. I feel like Turks is a great spot. It's not overly far away, but it's also totally different than, um, other parts of the islands that a lot of people travel to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically like all, like Grace Bay is like all hotels, like resort kind of hotels. And then uh, Leeward Settlement, which is where the villa is, is like all these kind of like mega mansion villa things that are like just really bizarre. I saw it, we were like, we did a little boat thing through and it's like almost like the Venice canals where it's like just water canals. And yeah. so you're just like seeing all these beautiful homes. Um, so that's kind of just like one or the other in, in Turks, but yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's a pretty unique landscape. So the villa that you found and that you're hosting the retreat at, is this like a business? Did you find it on Airbnb? What led you to finding this little gem of a place? Yeah. So I, I love Airbnb. Like I'm a huge, <laughs> I feel like I'm a huge yeah. spokesperson <laughs> for Airbnb. Um, 
and I just love the concept of it. I try and always book there when I can. Um, so yes, I found it on Airbnb. It, it was pretty unique. You know, I think uh, having the right setup is is really key. I wanted to find a space that would also work with hosting yoga. So yeah. um, that wasn't like there wasn't many places like a lot of them were more like traditional house style places that didn't really have the capacity to also have mats and all of that. Right. Um, this place even has yoga mats there. So if oh, wow. you know anyone doesn't want to bring, you know, because yoga mats are heavy nowadays. Like if you don't yeah. want to bring your like 20 pound Lululemon mat, like they right. have it there. Um, so there's like an indoor kind of exercise yoga room, which we'll use. And then there's also a um, yoga space by the water, which um, is really nice. So that's where I'm planning on hosting like the, the sunrise and morning yoga. Um, and then it, of course, it doesn't usually rain too much in June, but if it does rain, we have that indoor space too, or, yeah. or for like the nighttime, Airbnb is kind of the way to go, I'd say. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I know a lot of times when you're starting a business, um, especially or taking a different tra- trajectory with the business that there can be kind of some fear that surrounds it or um, maybe anxiousness of the planning and there's a lot to put together in the marketing and whatnot how do you feel like you've overcome or are overcoming any um, kind of doubts that you're having around it yeah no this is like a great question literally I was me and my friend were just talking about this last night um I I think that's the biggest thing I I I didn't quite expect or didn't know to expect mm. going into this. Like I, I think at first I was so gung ho and so excited about like being, you know, like I said, triggered, ignited by this idea that I didn't even have time to really have a space for fear. It was just like immense planning. And so it hasn't really been until it's launched and now it is launched out in the world that that feeling that you're talking about has like the anxiety, the fear, all of that's been like, like dealing with like kind of like riding the waves and that was just something I didn't expect and um it's been something I think I like being completely honest been really working through I I never realized like how personal like how vulnerable it feels to really release you know out whether you know it's your own physical building business or you know a product or whatever and in this case my, my retreat it's just felt so personal which I'm like don't take things personal you know but it really has felt a lot of fear um I think my biggest fear has just been like will people like actually want to come like am I gonna have like the turnout I receive and so it's been a lot of like learning to just you know not allow that fear to take over and I think that's I think that's like with anything that's getting out of your comfort zone um and I I was kind of talking about this the other day you know I did when I was back in Charleston I did at ethos I did a um my first time doing the ice bath it was ice bath class now and I've never done that and like I didn't play athletics in college or anything so I didn't have never done an ice bath and when I it was fine like it was all exciting and everything leading up to it then I was actually in the ice bath which was only like a minute or something and like the instructor was with me and we were just like locked eyes. And I had, I was just like so fearful during the process of actually doing the thing that's like basically just getting me out of my comfort zone. And so I feel like for me, 
launching this retreat has been like jumping into the ice bath. Like it's once you're in there, it's like, oh crap, oh crap. Like, you know, I can't feel my feet. Like this is going, what if this goes wrong? What if I just suddenly like die in here? You know, it just, all these thoughts come up and, um, you know, then comes the work of just learning to actually like practice what I preach in yoga and all that. And like, you know, having the confidence and also learning, but not tearing yourself down in the learning process. Like I'm sure with any new business, I'm sure it's not just me. There's going to be things that you're like, okay, note to self, like maybe this time in marketing, do this differently or like do this, you know, one way. Um, And so, yeah, I think it's, it's like I said, just kind of riding the wave and, and reminding like, you know, reminding yourself that it's all part of the process and you yeah. will, you will leave the ice bath, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to last forever. Yeah. So, like, yeah. A huge reward at the end once you're mm-hmm. Turks and everyone's there and you're like, okay, this all, everything came together, you know? Yeah. It'll be yeah. Wonderful. I feel like oftentimes too, it's a lot of stuff that are out of our control anyways, you know, and just things like you said, learning and being like pay note to self like I know not to do this differently but sometimes the actual trial and error of releasing something or or marketing something and like being like oh that didn't work or maybe it gave the wrong image is like a better lesson than someone just telling you not to do it from the get-go because you see the impact does that make sense no that makes yeah that makes a lot of sense um yeah, I always I, like, I, like to like fail myself, you know, I'd rather just do it. And then somebody I've had multiple times where I'm going to do something and someone's like, no, you shouldn't. And I'm like, no, just like, let me fail. Like if it mm-hmm. doesn't work, I would rather I'm going to learn the lesson a lot better when it is my effort put into something that doesn't work out than somebody telling me don't do it. And then I'll never know. Yeah, no, that's so true. But yeah, there's definitely, um, I listened to one too many podcasts just on all my drives recently, and I recently started listening to Cody Sanchez. Do you know who that is? I don't, know. She has like a bunch of, um, she's on a bunch of different social media, but she does podcasts and it's all about like boring businesses. And um, for the most part, it's like laundromats, car washes, businesses that are services that people will always need. And just kind Mm. of like the investment side of that. She used to be in finance, but she always talks about in entrepreneurship, how a lot of, um, a lot of entrepreneurship is being able to have those moments where you're in your living room and you're like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? Like something (laughs) happens and It just hits you, but still being able to persevere and keep going because I think a lot of people don't realize having your own business like this or event that you're putting together that there's going to be a lot of those moments. They're just kind of expected, you know, but realizing that it's all for the better cause and everything, everything's going to play out at the end, you know, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's interesting. Whenever she talks about that, I always feel like it's something that's good to note. Have you ever in the past, have you started any other businesses outside of the ones that you're running now that you're not doing anymore or any ideas that you, you had? So I feel like I've had different ideas in the past. Like, I think I talked to you a few months ago about like the floral business that I was like, Oh, what if I do that? Like in my own bouquets. And 
I, I feel like I've had lots of different thoughts on like, oh, you know, I, different business ideas. Um, but for me, it really showed like where my passion lie with this retreat, because all the other things that I've always mentioned or kind of said, it's, it's always like stayed up here as an idea. And I've never like, I don't know, I've never felt that like drive to like, no, I have to do this now. Like this is, you know, it's, it's now or never. And, and so for me, it was really sort of an awakening seeing just without even thinking too much about it, just kind of go into drive on this retreat because it really did feel like something so important and something that I was like, no, this is what I'm going to do. And um, once it was that, it was like, there was no question on like, should I, or should I not? It was just like, yeah. how do I crunch the numbers to actually make this work? Cause I chose, like, I felt like one of the most ex- more expensive places you could choose to do a retreat. So that was a yeah. thing, but, um, but yeah, I haven't, I, I will say I haven't had anything else where I've taken it to kind of the end level as I did with this. I, I, feel like I've struggled more with like ideas and lots, you know, great sounding things and then not really getting it off the, you know, parking spot, just kind of letting it sit there. So this, this was really like cool for me to see like, wow, when you're really motivated, like you don't need that much time, like in a month span, I like did so much work on, on it. And it was kind of surprising that, you know, when it's kind of that real thing that you're passionate about, yeah, how, you know, where you take it. Definitely. Back to the um, connection side of things, because you are hosting a more intimate retreat with it only being 10 women. What do you think you're looking forward to the most about the connection side? I know you talk a lot about passion for bringing people together in community. And I think, I mean, five days staying with 10 women, there's going to be a lot of friendships and connections made for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my hope. Um, you know, my hope is for for me, I, I don't know if you've ever done like the love languages quiz for me, mine is quality time, like by a thousand percent. And I, yeah. I think I see that like driven in so many different ways in my life and, mm-hmm. you know, relationships and connections and things. And so for me, um, you know, that was one of the big things that I wanted to allow people to have both quality time with themselves, but then quality time um, to actually get to meet you know, really great people. Um, Cause that's, that's what I really feel like just the people that signed up thus far and everyone's who's been interested, like, I'm truly excited to see these group of women come together. Cause I, I know it sounds cheesy, but I really believe like ones that are meant to be there will this year. And it's really coming out to being like, wow, these like two different people on different sides of the country are going to get to me. And I'm excited for that because for me in all the travels I've been on, like whether you know, it was with college, or study abroad, or like the rotary, or or whatever. I've always walked away with one, you know, at least one person where it's like, wow, like I have actually like met some, you know, some of the most genuine people, some of the most genuine friendships, and I think there's something special that happens to another level, not when you're traveling and getting to meet, a, you know, new people. I think you kind of form just really special connections that way. So I think that is a little bit of an you know, something hard to advertise, right? That's not like something I can advertise that the retreat's gonna bring you. But I think that will be a really beautiful kind of like offspring, you know, from from going to the retreat. Yeah, I uh, personally have never been on a yoga retreat. I've always wanted to, but I feel like timing wise and just 
I mean, the planning on the attendance side, I feel like is, is stressful for me in the past when I've heard about different ones coming up just with how busy my schedule can get. But I think being a little bit more on the shy side at first with people that that would maybe be my fear of meeting people. Do you plan to connect people before they're coming or do you have any ideas around people knowing who else is going to be attending? Yeah, no, and I, um, I'm glad you point that out because I've, I've had a few people and I, I guess that was something I, I'm glad a few people kind of felt and in, in yourself, like even felt confident to share because that wasn't something I can even considered um, when creating it, like, oh, someone might not want to come because they don't know, you know, the people there. Um, so, but regardless of that, I had, I had already planned and, and wanted to make sure that people are connected prior. I think that's yeah. just nice in general, because even just simple as like flight connections, you know, to Turks, there's not too many connections. I think either if you fly out of Dallas, you can get a director, you might have to stop in Miami. Right. Um, but I think it's just great to already connect people. So I'm definitely going to have the group connect, you know, via chat, via, you know, maybe even like a, a Zoom like this beforehand. Um, because yeah, I think it's, it's always nice to get to start putting faces into names of the people that you know are going to you know, go on this, this experience, this trip with you. So um, that is, that is a big thing of, of, you know, what I'm doing kind of pre-trip. Oh yeah. Yeah. I feel like that'll be a great way um, to connect people. I know that was something that crossed my mind. I know you've put a lot into the planning and now it's really just about getting more people interested and people that can come and the the journey thus far, do you think it's led you to want to host more of these? I know you're just kind of in the beginning, but do you think that it's just a one and done or do you see yourself um, putting together more of these in the future? Yeah, no, I, I definitely would love to do more in the future. Um, I would love to at least do, you know, this, this retreat once a year, uh, the Unwind. Um, I'd love to do Turks again, even though I haven't even gone on this one. I just think it'll be a really, really beautiful trip. And as we talked about, it's somewhere pretty close, you know, like a three hour, four hour flight max. So I think that makes it a really attainable, less scary place. You know, I know sometimes people are anxious about kind of traveling for 10 hours or whatnot. So I do think it's a really easy place to get to, but I would love to expand that. Like in the years to come, I would love to do a couple retreats a year and you know, maybe one that's a little bit more of a, of a unique location, um, somewhere else that I've traveled to, and then, uh, and then maybe, you know, Turks again, but yes, to answer your question, I I would definitely love to do it each year. That's so cool. Is there anything that you're looking forward to the most that maybe people don't know about yet that, that are attending? Um, no, I mean, I'd say, I'd say, honestly, the things that I'm looking forward to the most on on this trip are probably the things that are not planned. Like I'm, and I I think it's like that with, with honestly, every, every place I've ever traveled to is like, Mm -hmm. I always try and leave room for that, you know, well, we could do this or we could do that, or it could be the thing in the middle that like, you don't even know. And there's this cool little, you know, thing going on at the beach bonfire where it's like, oh, who knew that was like, I don't know, one, one time I went to Turks and it was like the queen's birthday. And I was like, oh. (laughs) like you know and so I think that's the fun part about the traveling is I'm obviously very excited for all the kind of different things we're doing we're 
one of the things I forgot to mention, we're doing like a spa kind of spa day one of the times, like people, people are coming and, you know, so those are going to be all really, really fun aspects and obviously yeah. really sweet. But I am just, I think ultimately excited for just the, the possibility of like what happens during travel, which is just like the place you're visiting and the things you discover on this trip that like, maybe we'll find somewhere that like I haven't been to the last three times and that will be really new for all of us. And so I think when you allow for that space in the time of travel, like those things can happen. So that's, that's one of the important things for me is just giving us that time for like the, you know, the possibility of, of who knows what to happen and, and enjoying that. Yeah. Just like holding space for people to kind of do what they want and just see what mm-hmm. becomes of it. Yeah, I think that's really important. Do you have any advice for people who are wanting to start something and take that leap? I know we talk about how passion can really drive. I always say that purpose fuels passion. I think having that drive behind you can can push you to get things done really quickly. So what what advice do you have for anyone that is wanting to maybe start their own yoga retreat or, you know, become an instructor or really any anything in business? Yeah, no, I think the first thing is just recognizing that like the time is now, like there's, if that's something you really want to do, if that's something you're feeling like called to do, whatever it is, to not get in your own way. And I think that's the biggest thing all of us, uh, or I'll say at least for myself, we do, like I do is just, you get in your own way and you're like, no, but no, but this, no, but that, like, you know, and so it's like, no, but nothing, like the time is now and you just need to try it. And just like you said earlier, like, even if you fail, even if it's like, oh crap, like maybe you shouldn't have done that, you know, or maybe this wasn't, I don't know, whatever it is, like you're learning from that too. And so I think ultimately it's just getting to it. That's the hardest part. And, you know, that, that would be my first biggest thing. And then I'd say just second, leaning on the people that support you. So I know I touched on kind of the fear earlier, but like the other biggest thing I've it's been really eye-opening since we're launching everything out is just seeing those who have come forward and shared or you know kind of allowed me to hang a little flyer do this like and it a lot it's been cool because a lot of those people are other business owners who like know the struggle so that's been really unique but I think a lot of that's come from just also me being like hey like I'm doing this thing do you mind helping me in this way and so not being afraid to ask those who you care about you know who you love to just support you in you know maybe they can't go to your thing or whatever you're doing um, might not be pertinent for them, but they can still help spread the word support. And so I'd say that's the second biggest thing is like rely on your network of support to just help, you know, kind of spread the word and, and support you as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I'm really excited for you to be hosting this. You've been a really good friend since we met at Ethos and I'm excited yeah. for you to be <laughs> taking the leap and and doing this so it's gonna be a cool experience for you yep yeah I'm very excited and um, not sure when this is gonna go live but whatever day it is I do still have at least today in September I do still have a few spots left so if this is live when it launches definitely reach out yeah 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 for people listening what is the best way for them to connect with you and if there is anyone that is interested in coming on the retreats what what are the dates again yeah so the the dates are june 5th through june 9th um okay. it's 5 days 4 nights 
um, in Turks and the Caicos, and that's next year in 2024. And I'd say the best way to connect is at Instagram, I think, is usually like just the easiest. I have my website link on there. It's Ilsa Marie G. So that's Ilsa with an I. If you don't have an Instagram, my, I have a website and it's ilsamarie.com. And so I have everything, everything on there as well. But yeah, that's, that's the easiest way to connect. And if you do, please say hi. <laughs> so I know, but yeah, that's the easiest way to connect. Definitely join um, or subscribe to the blog because it's one that I always look forward to reading when she does post something. Yeah. It's really yes, fun. Thank you so much for, for joining me today and sharing more. And I'm really excited for you to host this retreat and what's to come. Yeah, thank you, Missy. Wow, what a first episode with Ilsa. I'm so excited for her to be hosting this retreat next year in the Turks and Caicos. For everyone tuning in, make sure to follow me on Instagram to learn about the next episodes being released. It's at Missy Plunkett. That's M-I-S-S-Y-P-L-U-N-K-E-T-T. And thank you so much for tuning in to Bring Business.